Hey, but I'm really, really excited about our guest speaker. And like I say always, guys, I want y'all to treat a guest with more honor than me. Um, but it's Pastor Chris O. If you don't know him, you're going to get really excited. He is the executive pastor over all of our student ministry, all of our high school ministry, all the real life across the state. And I promise you this. I don't just say this just to say it. I didn't rehearse this. You're going to laugh a lot, but you're going to learn a lot. It's an L and L. It's L squared. Thank you. And so, and you're going to get encouraged in relationships. Even if you're single, I promise this is going to be beneficial for you. Because I, I, like I told you last week, we want this uh, series to be 100% application to help you guys. So this is what I need. I need a slow clap and a crazy loud applause for Pastor Chris. Come on. Come on. Like you mean it. Like you mean it. Let's go. Give it up for Chris O. Slow clap. Slow clap for you. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Oh, man. You get a slow clap, and it just makes everything better. You know, it's amazing. Well, hey, what's up, Elevation? You guys good? We good? We alive? We're awake? I love you. Cannot wait to talk about dating. Uh, I, w- I would do something where I'd say, you know, like, if you're, if you're dating, if you're not dating, if, if, you're, if you're looking to date, I think all of us would say we've been in a place where one of those things have applied to us. And so I think tonight, if you are already married or you're, you're in a place where you're single and you're saying, hey, I'm comfortable there for a while, I just want to encourage you. This message, I think, is going to help you too. So I think tonight's going to be a word that's going to encourage, hopefully, everybody in this room. I've been, I've been thinking about a title. I don't really have a title, but I think it's like, take a deep breath. We're talking about dating. You know, something like that. Just calm down. You know, you'll see what I'm talking about here in a minute. But we're going to have fun talking about this topic. Before we do anything, I just want to thank Amir. Uh, dude, I love you, bro. Thank you for letting me come and all the honor that you always give me when I'm around. And even when we get to hang out, dude, you're just, you just love God a lot. And I can tell you love people a lot. And can you give it up for your pastor, man? I love you, dude. I really. So, Okay, and then I want to tell you, you may have not seen my, my little girl recently, my wife and my daughter. I want to give you a little, into there they are. We were, uh, we were hiking in uh, the mountains of uh, Oregon. <laughs> That's French for Oregon. <laughs> that was the best early. I love it. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I, just, I, I took this picture right as she, my little daughter Maya looked up at my wife, and I was like, man, I should be a pro. You know I mean? That's just, I'm just, I'm good. I got a good wife, got a beautiful a little daughter. I'm just, I'm the man. Anyway, so that's them. We're going we're gonna to show you some more pictures a little bit later. But listen, um, dating is a very interesting topic. And first and foremost, I got I to gotta bring up something I need us all to think about together and ponder. I don't have an answer for this, what I'm about to say. So we're going to think about it together. But dating is not mentioned one time in the Bible, not once. Doesn't get an honorable mention from Paul as he's writing letter after letter after letter in the New Testament. It doesn't get brought up by Jesus as he's walking around teaching people on the earth. And listen, this is going to blow all y'all's mind. Moses doesn't even write about one of the laws of dating. And that dude wrote about a bunch of laws. Let me tell you, if you're doing the one-year Bible, Leviticus is coming, and you can't stop it. All right? It's just, it's, it's going to happen to you. And when you're reading it, you're going to be like, Pastor Rick, why did you make me do this? You know, as you're reading it, I'm sorry, that's... That's the word of God. <laughs> Forgive me, Lord. Uh, but it's just, you'll see. It, it's going to be hard for all of us. But anyway, but it doesn't even get mentioned. It doesn't get mentioned. And so this is my thought as I, I, I want us to ponder a little bit. Is it possible that we have created something and made it to be something way more than it really should have been? Have we, have we created this thing in modern society that takes so much of our time, our energy, our effort, our thought process, our fears, our concerns, our nightmares, our dreams, you know? Have we created this, this, this beast that takes way too much time and way too much concern than it should? Now, again, I'm not, I'm not saying I have the full answer to this, but I want us to ponder this tonight as I'm preaching, as I'm talking, to think about, have we done that? And, and that's why I say 
take a deep breath. It's dating. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be okay. And, and so I, wanna, I do want to make one caveat to that, though, before we, we go in. Two, well, maybe two caveats before we jump into this. One, I take dating very seriously. I'm not trying to be flippant about it. I, I want you guys to know that. But the second thing is I think you should take a deep breath about dating the way I believe God would want dating to happen. Not dating the way the world talks about it nowadays. Like, you know, you've gone on two dates. Well, <laughs> have you had sex yet? You know what I mean? Like the way that people are acting the flippant attitudes about so much of our heart that we give away so easily. That's not dating. The things that a lot, of, a lot of people consider dating is really marriage. And you definitely don't need to jump into that quick, okay? And so I, I just want to make sure you guys understand as I'm going through this, I want to have like a real conversation with you guys. I want to be laid back and have some fun. But don't think I'm, I'm saying, yeah, what, what the world calls dating, I'm saying, just jump in. No, no, no. I'm saying what I think God would say about guarding your hearts, and we'll get into this a little bit. But just to let you guys know that I've dated before because I've been married a long time, I brought some pictures. Uh, this first one here, this is me and me lady uh, when we were, but well, there we are right there. I was just, uh, yeah. So let's just leave that up for a second. Uh, I'm just going to point out a couple things real quick here about this picture. Um, first of all, look at my, look at my khaki pants. They, they are fanning out like a circa 1945 general from a different country. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it is just not good. And let me just tell you, I went to a, a Baptist school, so we had, um, we had, you know, like dress codes. So you couldn't dress a certain way. So, like, this is how you got to be cool. You had your collar shirt, and you opened it up, and you're like, what's up, girl? How you doing? Yeah, I got a cross necklace under this. What'd you think? <laughs> you see my braided belt? Oh, it's looped. <laughs> you like what you see? Anyway, <laughs> okay. So, uh, somehow, I got the German girl. Let's move to the next picture. This is a little bit later. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> I just want to point out, I really wanted to be Tom Cruise so bad. Like that, I prayed every day, and I just, I manicured my hair, just like, God, would you please let me. But the really thing that I want to point out, two things, the Zach Morris telephone. I mean, the, does anybody remember Saved by the Bell? Anyway, this is, this is some Zach Morris. But the more important thing is, guys, I just want to point out, this is what church was like in, in circa 1990-ish. Just fake plants everywhere. Okay. <laughs> If you just want to know what church was like at two decades ago, that. It's just plants everywhere and giant phones that look like you're calling a satellite or something. Okay, anyway, that's, so I've, I've dated before. I take dating seriously. I met my wife when I was in high school. So I, I, I want you to know, man, I really I take it seriously. that You guys are looking for somebody. Most of you in here are looking for somebody that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. I believe that these things we're going to talk about are going to help you do that, help you find the right person, help you keep the right person, and help you once you either get married to that person or, God forbid, the relationship ends, it's going to help you get through that much better than what we usually go through as human beings. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Lord, we need you. Would you show up and teach us a little bit? We just want to have fun when we talk about this, but we also know that even though you didn't mention it in the Word, you knew it was coming. You knew it was going to happen. And these are characteristics, I believe, if we get these things down, Lord, you will help us go through dating relationships with you at the center of it. So we welcome you to coach us, lead us, and challenge us, and encourage us tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody said. All right, ladies, we're going to start with you. We're going to talk about two characteristics for you ladies that I believe if you have these things, if you live with these things, 
they're going to help you if you're looking for the right guy, if you've got the right guy or whatever, and, if, and even if you lose the right guy. It's going to help you. These things are going to be things that are going to help you get through these moments in life where you have questions and you're wondering, what am I supposed to do and, about dating? And here it is. So this, this, is, this is for you, ladies first. Guys, if you don't zone out because you want to find a girl that has these characteristics, okay? Ladies, write this down. Self-confidence. Self-confidence. The way we're going to break this down is we're going to look at pre-dating, how it helps you, during dating, how it will help you, and post-dating, whether that's marriage or a breakup, how this is going to help you, because I want to prove to you that I believe in this. So self-confidence. Let's check this out. In Proverbs 31, 25, it says this, she is a strong person and people respect her. She looks to the future with confidence. Ladies, if you want to look, to, look into your future and see good things, you, you want to look into your future and, or even into your current set of circumstances and see guys respecting you, see the world around you respecting you, you need to know what your identity is. You need to know who you are. And there's some extremely important reasons for this, but the most important reason is because you are a daughter of the king, ladies. I just need, to, I need every one of you to look up here for a second. I have a daughter now. And I'm going to tell you, whew, I love that little girl. My gosh. Someday there's going to a guy who's going to come around. He's going to ask her out. And I'm going to have a pistol. And, it's, and there's just, it's not even a doubt. I've got one. I bought one. I really did. I have. I'm Not for that only. But there's other reasons. Uh, but but I'm, I, I love my daughter. And I'm telling you right now, I never had a perspective like this. But could I, could I, could I be the ambassador of God the Father for a second and tell you, you are loved by God. You are a daughter of the king, and you need to know your identity in him. It's vital. Because pre-dating, while you're looking for that right guy, you know what? You don't need to be sifting through the trash of the dating world, trying to find this and find that and find the other. You need to be waiting for the right guy to come along and fight his butt off to date you, to win you, because you're worthy to be fought for, girl. You're worthy for the right guy to come along and want to be with you and believe that that's the one. She's the one. And I'm going to talk about a little bit later about the things I did. You saw how I looked. I ain't winning any girl that way. <laughs> you know, I got my weird pleated <laughs> like khaki pants and my braided belt. You know, I had to fight, and I did. But I fought for that girl because she deserved it. My wife is a daughter of the king. You're a daughter of the king. Would you please know that? Know that to help you to, to wait for the right guy to be fought for by the right guy. Here's why during dating you need to have self-confidence. You need to know your identity. Because during dating, ladies, a lot of the times the reason that drama comes up, that pain comes up in the midst of a relationship or especially post-relationship is because when you don't know who you are in Christ, when you don't know your identity, you begin to search for identity. You begin to search for confidence in different places. And so I'm not gonna, we don't have to go all the way to some of the physical stuff that happens, but even in the way you ascribe love to that person so quickly, you ascribe the, the need to be held up, to be encouraged by that person. All of a sudden, you need that guy more than you should because you need to be leaning on the king, your father. You need to, that's where your identity comes from, but you start taking it from some dude. <laughs> and then some dude leaves you. Some dude breaks your heart. And all of a sudden, you're like, who am I? What's going on? You need self-confidence to know that, yes, I love this guy. Yes, I care about this guy, but I know I've got my Father in heaven. I know I've got a God that gives me identity. I know I have purpose aside from this guy. 
especially if we're just dating, we're not married yet. It's important for you to know that. But can I speak just for a second to the physical side of things? That too becomes a huge situation. Ladies, when you don't know how precious you are, how perfect you are, how valued you are, you can begin to, to ease toward things that you shouldn't be doing. And like Heather said, like Amir said, like we've all said, this isn't about God bringing up a checklist of what you've done in the past and saying, oop, look at you, messed up, messed up, messed up. This is about looking into your future and seeing what God has in store for you from here on. So if you've been hurt in this area, can I beg you, please have self-confidence and know that you're a daughter of the king. And one day your father God wants to give you away to the perfect groom for you. And he's, he's got a plan. But you've got to be self-confident enough to say, back up, son. <laughs> you know, like, you got to have that. Because sometimes, guys, let me just tell you, we, we got problems. We just like you a lot. <laughs> I like you. You know what I mean? Like that, that happens to the guys. So sometimes we need you to just like let us know. A little backhand. Never hurt anybody too bad. <laughs> Happened to me a few times. <laughs> German backhand, it's violent. Anyway, uh, you need to be self-confident so during dating, you guys can, can stay in the standards in which God has given you because you're confident in who you are. You're confident in what you say and what you do because you're a daughter, okay? Now, post-dating, if you guys end up getting married, if you just meet the perfect guy and you're, you're self-confident, you know who you are in Christ, and all of a sudden you get married. Can I just tell you, you just helped your marriage. Every married guy in this room knows what I'm talking about. If you marry a girl who doesn't know who they are, how are they going to help you be the best man you can be? One of your greatest roles as a woman in the future, I'm going to tell you, we're going to get into this point in just a second, as a, as a married woman, is going to be you being able to encourage your husband. Every wedding I ever do, some of you have done your, your wedding, <laughs> I look down at the guys that are standing next to that dude. I did Seth and Kendra's wedding. I looked down at all of Seth's groomsmen, and I said to them, I said, listen, you used to hold the most important voices in his life, including his dad. I said, but, and I looked at Kendra, and I said, but now you hold that. Your voice means more than any other voice. And so, ladies, I'm looking at you right now. I'm telling you, one day there's going to be a man that's going to need you to be confident in who you are in Christ so you can help him be who he is in Christ. So even if, you, if it ends in marriage, you better be self-confident. But maybe even more importantly, if, you, if it ends in the most destructive way, you know, just, just, just the, the relationship of perfection crumbles, you know, just crumbles beneath you. You know what, ladies? You got self-confidence? If you know who you are in Christ, there's going to be some sadness, sure. But then I believe you're going to go, well, got some free meals out of that. That wasn't too bad, you know? <laughs> right? Like, thanks for the mic's place, bro. Peace. You know what I mean? Like, that's... And I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of kidding, but I'm not either. That's, listen, girl, there's somebody else coming. And if he ain't right, if you break up with him, if he breaks up with you, whatever, and it's, if you've got self-confidence, can I tell you, you know what the king of kings has in store for his daughter. He has in store for you. He knows the plans he has for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to bring you a hope and a future. So you trust him. Number two, ladies, we need, we need some joy. So if you got self-confidence and joy, I believe these are the two things for you girls that would set you up for pre-dating, during dating, and post-dating success like never before. But here's, here's why. I'm going to sit down. This is, is going to blow all y'all's mind here. Guys don't like drama. <laughs> just don't. I know. It's just, you know, just can't, can't believe it. It's just well-documented. Now, listen, your dark, mysterious ways, you know, of the woman, you know, for a season of time, 
we want to climb that mountain and figure it out. You know what I mean? And that we, there's some guys that want to do that. Just, you know, climb the icy barrier wall of your heart and rappel into it and figure you out. You know what I mean? Like that, that's fun. But can I tell you, every mountain climbing bro in here that wants to figure you out, we, we want to figure you out and then settle in the valley of peace and joy. <laughs> that's what we want. We don't want to keep, we, we want to help you become joyful and then be joyful. We, we don't want the sadness all the time. Fun is, is, more, is, is better. We just like that better. And so ladies, if you're here, I'm not telling you to, to fake it. Because I know some of you, you've had tough times. I know some of you have been hurt. My wife has a story. If she were here, she could tell you it was painful, and all these things happened to her. I'm not going up to her and saying, well, just get joy. <laughs> just do it. I mean, well, you're annoying me with your sadness. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that doesn't happen. But can I tell you something about our king, about our, our father? He's, he teaches us that, well, listen to this. It says, Matthew 7, 7, continue to ask, and God will give to you. Continue to search, and you will find. Continue to knock, and the door will be open for you. We've got to understand that if we don't have joy, listen, we have a father in heaven that's saying, don't look at your circumstances, look at me. I can hook you up with joy. I can help you. I remember one time, i got to give a funny little dating story here, but I, was, uh, I started dating this girl because she looked good. <laughs> Ever happened to any of you boys? Anyway, so started dating this girl, but she was one of those mysterious women that didn't want to be figured out. Anyway, so uh, this is the best. Anyway, so we went to this, uh, we went, we went and we bought, we were buying CDs and, uh, anyway, those are, you know, you know what those are? Anyway, the CD, it's an, it's a, yeah, compact disc. It's an orb of, uh, well, uh, anyway, you'll figure it out. Just Google it. Anyhow, so we were, we were buying CDs and she saw this CD of, of Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, you know, and it's a long story. Well, actually, it's not. He just killed himself, and she was super upset about it. And I don't, he had just killed himself, and she starts weeping. She just starts weeping in the CD place. I'm a guy, and I don't understand that. <laughs> so she's just, <laughs> I mean, like, literally, not like a tear, like, Kurt, you know, like, but weeping. And so I look at her, and I'm like, what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> she's like, you have to buy the greatest hit CD for me because Kurt, or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. i got to buy some pizza from Sabaro, you know? <laughs> Pepperoni? Anyway, uh, and so she ran out of the music store. And I'll never forget the guy that was behind the counter was like, yeah, bro, she's weird, you know, or whatever. And so, so she takes off, and I find her. I find her on this, uh, this bench in the mall, and she's still crying. I, like, kind of walk up to her, and I'm just like, <laughs> And she's crying. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm sorry, Kurt's dead, you know? There's <laughs> Pearl Jam is still there, you know? <laughs> Eddie Vedder's cooler. Anyway, so, and she goes, it's not that. <sighs> you never call me little princess. <laughs> she told me <laughs> that she was crying because Kurt Cobain died and also because I never call her little princess. So I dumped her. <laughs> it's like, we're, I'm, we're done. You know, I, got, I went and got my pizza, and it was over. Okay, so here's what I'm trying to tell you, ladies. Ladies, if you do not have, if you're this person that just, you never have joy in your heart, at one point in time, a guy's going to figure that out and go, this is too much work. <laughs> I can't do this. Like, I'm afraid of what's going to happen. I'm not telling you to fake it, but I'm telling you fight for joy in your life. 
it's going to help you. It's going to help you not be that weird girl that guys are like, what's wrong? It's, it's going to help you not have drama following you everywhere you go. It's going to help you in the relationship. But listen, post-relationship, trust me, it's going to help you either be that encourager to your husband that you need to be, or it's going to help you remember, I don't lean on a dude to find my joy. I lean on my father. And so even if the worst things happen to you and depression is hitting you and hurt and pain is in your heart, can I encourage you, God is with you. I'm not trying to trivialize what you're going through, young lady in here that's been hurt. I'm trying to tell you God cares, and you don't need to go to him for your joy, that guy. You need to go to him, capital H, for that joy, and he's a father that's ready to give. And so I'm telling you right now, girls, if you'll walk out of here tonight and you'll say, I'm going to have... I'm going to have self-confidence in who I am as daughter of Christ, and I'm going to believe that no matter what my circumstances can say, I can have joy. I believe that you're going to be a lot better at sifting through who you need to choose to date, and I believe you're going to be a lot better at dating that person as you go along with God in the middle of it. Now, gentlemen, I'm not going to leave you out. We've got to talk to you, and you're going to get three. Why? Because we're dumb. Okay, we need more. I'm just kidding. We're not. <laughs> some, I heard one guy's like, hey. <laughs> I was just kidding. Just a little jokey joke. Okay, anyway. Dudes, number one, we need godly pursuit. I need some men in here that can pursue a woman the right way. Guys, I'm telling you right now, this is some lost art, I feel like. I mean, I've talked to guys sometimes like, yeah, I asked her out, I texted her. No, I man, come on. I'm not trying to get on any of y'all's game or whatever, but you're like, man, I just want, you know, commented on her Instagram post. It was like, what's up? You know, isn't that, isn't that good? Yeah, that's great, man. You're really knocking it out of the park. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm being so mean. Okay, listen. Gentlemen, here's the thing. I'm not talking about some old antiquated deal. Here's what I'm saying. I believe we need to learn how to pursue women the right way to show them that they're worthy and they're daughter of the king. But here's what I'm not saying. Christians, I'm talking to you. Some of you guys in here, you start to like a girl. You see a girl you like, and you're just like, oh, my gosh. I've got to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> then, then I have to talk to every one of my friends about it if they think she's the right girl. And then I've got to talk to all of her friends about it. And come on, don't, I know what you're doing. You hope they talk to her about it so that they can come back to you and say, I think Sally's interested, so you should ask her out. Man, be a man. Stop trying to figure out information. You don't need to figure out information. You know what you need to do? You need to walk up to that girl and say, hey, <laughs> what do you think? You want to go out and grab some coffee with this guy right here? Just go ask her. <laughs> Just jump, just take a leap of faith. Peter stepped out on the water, and he walked out there. I'm telling you, I think, guys, we need to start doing it some more. Just go tell the girl. Listen, I walked up to this girl. Her name was Mandy. I'll never forget this. Friggin' junior in high school, I walked up to her. She was standing. I'd been kind of a friend with her, whatever, senior, but I walked up to her. I said, it was sixth period. I said, hey, Mandy, you know what, man? I, just, I think you're awesome. Would you, what do you think? Me and you think go on a date sometime. And she stared at me. <laughs> Just stared at me. You remember the picture? She stared. <laughs> she looked at me, and she said, I would, I'll never, I would never want to do that. <laughs> That's what she said. I'll never want to do that. And you know what I said? Looked back at her, I was like, oh, well, thank you. I pre You know what? You're an awesome girl, but thank you for being honest. And I walked away. You know why that was so easy, gentlemen? Because I didn't spend six months pining over it, worrying about it, praying if she's my wife, all this stuff. I just went up and said, hey, girl, what's up? Be interested or not? You know? (laughs) Boom. And she said no. And then it was like, oh, cool. Well, she's not. Walk away. So, okay. So here's what I'm saying. Take a deep breath. It's dating. It's not a proposal. 
Ask the girl out. You know what? The worst can happen. She'll go, man, well, I'm pretty. He likes me. You know what I mean? And then, but I don't like him, so no, no. You know? <laughs> so two caveats to this. Number one, gentlemen, I'm not, this isn't a license to be the weird guy, okay? Like where you walk out in the foyer of elevation and you walk up to a girl and say, hey, when Chris is talking about that, I, will you date me now? And then she says no, and then you turn to her friend, but what about you? You know, like that. <laughs> that's not, no, no, no. Mm-mm. No, no. Okay? No. And ladies, this is, this, I'm giving you permission to say no, okay? Like, don't feel weird about it. You're helping a bro out. He needs to know you don't like him because if you say yes and go to coffee, he's going to be thinking, man, maybe she likes me. And then if, you, if you know there's nothing there, just say, thank you so much for the compliment, but I'll never do that. <laughs> you know, just, I, no, thank you. And, and guys, we got to be confident enough to let a girl say that to us and just walk away and be okay with it, okay? So we need to have some godly pursuit. We need to know how can we pursue these, these young ladies and do it the right way, okay? So pre-dating, that's how it helps you. It helps you to go after them the right way. It helps you to be real with them. It helps you to talk to them where you're pursuing them in a godly way. You're respecting them. Listen, guys, I'm going to say this really clearly. A lot of times, we're going to talk about this in a second, but we let the yoga pants on the, on the treadmill in front of us help us make a decision on who we're going to pursue, and that's dumb. Don't, do not pursue a girl based on just the outside. You want a woman of character, okay? I'm telling you, be very careful. Well, godly pursuit is not just how she looks. It's who she is. All right? Okay, during dating, how is it going to help you to have a godly pursuit? Pursue that young lady by listening to her. Listen to that girl. Ladies, look for a guy who's a listener. Look, look for a guy who's going to not just listen to what you say, but act on it. Man, I, I remember I was talking. My, my girl moved to Germany for two years while we were dating, and she was over there. We were engaged part of that time, but she was over there. And I remember, listen, when she, we, would, we would save up money to call each other on the phone. That's what we had to do. This is how long ago that was. I'd call her on the phone, and we would talk, and we, and we would talk, and she would say certain things to me. I remember her saying one time, I just love white roses. I don't know why we were talking about it, I just, but I remember hearing, I said, white roses. When she came to visit the first time, guess what? There were 100 white roses in that room she was staying in at my parents' house. I had roses everywhere in that room. Why? Because I wanted her to know that she is the girl that I love. She is the one. I listened and I acted on it. Ladies, you got to find a guy that will do that. Gentlemen, listen to your girl. Talk to her. Ask her questions about who she is. Be attentive to what she needs and what she's, what she's thinking about. Listen, I think a lot of times, too, man, we got to be more creative. Godly pursuit is about cre being creative. I think sometimes the reason sex happens in a relationship because there's only so many times the couch watching Netflix date can occur before Netflix is just boring. And then it's like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, that's what happens. <laughs> Suddenly, Netflix isn't the center of attention anymore, if you get my drift. We're, we're here instead of here. Do something creative. Date her. Pursue her the right way, the way God would ask you to. Okay, and then post-dating. Here, here's, here's how this is going to help you. Per creatively, when you're pursuing a girl the right way, you know how to walk away the right way as well. By respecting her and honoring her, you're not talking about her behind her back. Why? Because you pursue her. You know who she is. You're protecting her. And if you end up marrying her, let me just tell you, married people in this room, you know what I'm talking about. It doesn't get any easier than it is right now <laughs> to pursue that girl. Once you're married, there's just this weird thing that happens, and you're just like, well, we're married, and we're going to sit here, huh? So, you know, that's, it just, and then you got, I have to slap myself sometimes to remind myself, pursue her, pursue my wife. So, gentlemen, godly pursuit. Get that into your heart, and, and you'll win that girl the right way. Number two, self-control. I'm going to try to speed this up. Self-control, 
It's the ninth of the fruit of the Spirit. And I believe Jesus said many times, the first shall be last. And gentlemen, this should be your first. <laughs> fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Let's go back to that comment I made earlier. So many of us, we're making decisions on who we date based on how they look. Check this out. Proverbs 31, 30 says, grace and beauty can fool you, but a woman who respects the Lord should be praised. Some of y'all been fooled. <laughs> Some of y'all, you've been caught in something called a honey trap, and it's where you just think this girl, you just get blinded by the light, and you start going, you going after this girl, and you realize, why did I do this? Come on, be, don't, don't get caught in that wasted time relationship just based on the way somebody looks. Pursue a girl. Yeah, you should be attracted to her. Come on. I mean, that was my German fox. I was attracted to her, but I also saw the way she cared about people. I saw the, the energy and the light and the love in her eyes and in her heart, and that's why I went after her. Make sure you're, you're pursuing a total, a total package. Here, here's, here's the real thing, though, self-control. Gentlemen, I, I believe that God is asking you to do something that is harder these days than it has been in the history of mankind. And I can actually, I brought, you know, my phone with me. We always bring our phones with us most places. There, there is more temptation and struggling and difficulty and pain that comes through this phone, that you can access more things than in the history of mankind. And I do not envy you the task, gentlemen, of keeping your heart pure, keeping your eyes pure. I just want you to know, bro, I'm praying for you, all of you, because I know how hard this is. I know how difficult it is. I'm not trivializing it one bit. This is a battle. And ladies, could I just ask you, could you help my friends out? Could you help these guys out by understanding the, the test that they are under? the fight that they're fighting just to not look at the wrong things. Could you help them out by when you're in a dating relationship, understanding that you can help them by, by, by being self-confident, by setting those boundaries, and by helping protect them because these guys are under attack and they need your help too. But gentlemen, at the end of the day, bro, you're the leader. That's the way God set it up. And you've got to lead that relationship with self-control. You know, I, I believe that God created cold showers for a reason. <laughs> Let me just tell you, we're going to get real elevation. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I meet a lot of guys, you know, and they tell me, like, I'm trying to keep it pure. I'm like, well, let's talk about it. What's happening? What's you doing? They're like, well, we were cuddling on the couch. I'm like, one blanket or two, bro. I was like, one. You know, okay, that's strike one. <laughs> we're watching a movie, man, and so she was there so warm and cuddly. I'm like, strike two. <laughs> Anyway, but the movie, and then I, just, I started getting tempted, and I looked at her, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. He's recognizing he's being tempted. You're doing good. So I looked at her, and I said, girl, let's, let's just hug and pray. I'm being tempted. I'm like, strike three. <laughs> You're going to be making out now. You know what I mean? The Lord, we just, you know, it's just like, that prayer ain't going nowhere. Bro, come on, man. What are you thinking? Uh-uh. You know, that's what happens, people. We get, we get trapped quickly. Here's, here's the deal. Here's what, I need every guy in this room to understand something. It's okay to sit on the couch and watch a movie, but when that, you know, when something begins to happen, you, you like that girl. It's okay. You like her. You're attracted to her. That's exactly how it's supposed to be. But when you have that moment, that urge begins to hit, here's what needs to happen. Like, you need to stand up and be like, hey, uh, girl, God just made you real fine. <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to tell you right now, there is a force of nature happening. I just, I... And uh, I want to be on you, so I'm going to run. <laughs> and just, and just, and just, and literally, you just need to, don't explain anymore. Just say, you see, Ron Burgundy said, I want to be on you, and he, that way he stayed. You need to be, you need to pull the Ron Burgundy and say, I want to be on you, and then wind sprint. 
out of that house, get in your car, drive to your house, don't even take your clothes off, just get in the shower, <laughs> boom, hit cold, and just stand there for a little bit. And then, then hopefully you'll be okay. <laughs> oh, man. What I'm, what I'm telling you guys is flee temptation. Flee temptation. And I know we're having fun, man, but it's, this is the most difficult thing. It's going to be hard. It's going to be very difficult. But, ladies, look, look, you're worth it. You're worth a guy that's going to awkwardly bolt out of your house. <laughs> You really are. But man, I'm telling you, oh my gosh, guys, what a leader you are if you can do that. What a man of God you are. What a standard you'll set. What a story your girl will tell to all her friends who has a guy who's pushing her. What a story. What a leader. I'm just telling you, man, if you can do it, and you can do all things through Christ, so you can, but you got to choose it and you got to fight for it. Self-control. Gentlemen, fight for it. Last point, humility. It's common knowledge that God goes against the willful proud, but he gives grace to the willing humble. <laughs> I added one more onto your docket, gentlemen, because we need to be humble enough to lead a relationship the way Jesus said we should lead it. And he didn't talk about dating, but he talked about marriage. <laughs> And before the, the feminists get upset and the chauvinists get excited when I say you're the leader, let me just point this out to you. Paul wrote that we're supposed to love our wives as Christ loved the church. You know what Jesus did for the church? He gave his life. He went to a cross. He died a sinner's death. He, he put every right he had aside. We, man, if you want to pursue a girl the right way, you got to have humility. I'm telling you right now, some of you in here, you think you got to pound your chest and be this loud, cocky guy to get to the girl. Can I just tell you, be confident. Don't be cocky. If, and you're like, well, Chris, you don't understand, man. There's so much noise out there. There's so many guys. There's so much competition, whatever. Listen, if you got to be cocky to get the girl, you don't want that girl. <laughs> you want a girl that's going to come after a confident man of God. That's what you want. So have godly confidence. And that starts with humility. And as you're dating that girl, man, you're going to need the humility to admit you're wrong, <laughs> to admit you need help. I don't know if any of you guys are in here like this, but sometimes it's hard to admit we need some help. I don't guys are like that. One time Kat and I were traveling, and we were in this little tiny car, and she was holding the map. She wanted to do the directions, and we're driving. I wanted the map. I was like, no, woman, you give me the map. She's like, I will give you nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> we were in this roundabout, got in the roundabout, and I said, so help me, God, I'm not leaving this roundabout till you give me that map. And she was like, well, we are going to be here a long time. And we start screaming. I'm talking, this is like pre-New Life days. I mean, there were cuss words. Flying. I'm like, you're going to give me the map. I mean, she's like, I will never give you a map. She's yelling. I look out the window. There are literally tourists, like, taking pictures. There. I mean, like, it was crazy. We were on the Spanish little island. It was crazy. Anyway, she never gave me the map. She won. Uh, but we get stuck when we don't have humility. We get stuck in one place. Circle on the same problem over and over and over again. Come on, man. We have humility. Admit you need God. Admit you need help. Admit, admit you need some hope when you don't have some, whatever the case may be. Because bottom line is, Jesus is asking you to love that daughter the right way. So be humble enough to admit that you need coaching. 
you need another man in your life to help you do that the right way. Be humble enough to admit when you're wrong to her. And one day when you become a husband, you're going to be a good husband. So we're going to close this out. I went through this as quick as I could, man. I'm passionate about this topic. And we're going to do some questions. But here's the last thing. I promise it will be quick. But listen, would you be humble enough that you might, need, you might need God in an area? It may not be about dating. It may be about dating. It may be about one of these topics I said, and it twinged you just a little bit. You felt God going, hey, I want to give that to you more. And you're going, I need, I need help with that. I think all of us, guys and girls, let's be humble enough just in a second to lift our hand up and say, God, will you help me? That's all. We're not going to do anything crazy long, but just say, God, will you help me with something? So bow your heads. Lord, we just want to take a deep breath about dating. If we, if ladies in here have self-confidence, Lord, if they got joy, if these guys would pursue that self-control, Lord, and that ability to pursue girls the right way in humility, Lord, I believe we're going to have some awesome dating relationships. But Lord, no matter what the topic is, would you help us just for a moment? to come after you and say, we need you. So if you need God in anything, well, it may be coming to God for the first time. It may be you need help from in, God, in an area of dating. You, you're saying, just be humble enough right now, and I count to three just to lift your hand up and have a prayer spoken over you. And that hand lifted up is basically you lifting your hand to Jesus, saying, I just need you to pick me up. One, two, three, hands going up. Come on, all across the room, we need you. I'm telling you, man, almost every hand in here. Come on, Lord, we just need you. Whatever the area is, Lord, you know it. Lord, I believe right now there's some people in here that believe they are undateable. <laughs> they think right now they're fearful. I believe, I know there's a hand up. I sense it in my heart. I'm talking to you right now, hand. Whichever one, whichever one of these hearts might be multiple, I feel this strong right now. There's a few people in here that are afraid that there's not going to be that person. Lord, I pray, pray you would remind them of the future you have for them, that you're going to come through and provide for them like they could never dream. Lord, I pray for all these hands that are lifted up. Lord, we, I thank you that you're going to show up and meet the need. You're a God that gives. You're a God that loves. You're a God that never leaves or forsakes. So we welcome you, God, to meet the need. We're going to ask and ask again. We're going to knock and knock again because you promised if we do so, you'll come and you'll answer. In Jesus' name, every hand in this place can go down. Every person said, amen. Can we give it up for Jesus? He's good. He's awesome. And now I'm here. I'm your here, here. Vanna White. I don't know Ding. what you are. No, I'm sit? not. That's I weird. Hey, thanks for the uh, mood music, by the way. Loving ain't easy. <laughs> don't listen to that kind of music when you're at, I'm, just, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm not, All right, so I'm, I'm excited about this next part. I preached around. a little bit too long, but we can, we can go. Let's, let's okay, have fun. Okay, hey, can we? Yeah, thank you. We got some questions. I'm trying to help you all guys. Okay, here we go. Uh, Chris, uh, this is the first one. What advice, I guess this would be a male, what advice would you give someone if, they're, if they were getting ready to ask someone on a date? Oh, I like that. The practical. Like That's Spanish for practical. Advice like, <laughs> like. I got a minor. Chew some gum or like, you know, yeah, like before you. I think you maybe ask, it's like. Uh, <laughs> chew some gum. Just click. Yeah. Okay. Uh, freshmen's. Yeah. Right. Um, no, yeah, I think it's like a little practical. Is there, I know earlier you talked about don't tell everyone, but is there some people maybe you should talk to? Yeah, okay. Is it so, should it be I Snapchat and then I hope she comes over? First of all, I'm a big believer. I'm, no. a, I'm a big advocate in, the, in face-to-face. I believe that it, it brings a lot of credibility. I believe the girl can read exactly what you're saying just to go up to her and be honest about how you feel. I, I think that um, anytime you're asking somebody out, I always, I always recommend be honest about how you feel too. Like again, all it, I think all it can be done is, is let that girl, encourage that girl. And so no matter what, so let me just give you the bottom line advice. Don't think about yourself. Don't, don't think about the, um, 
repercussions. Don't think about what she's going to say. Ask God to help you know what you need to tell her. And, and I think that's what's, what would be most helpful. And if you're going to talk to somebody, which I think is smart, if, if you're asking somebody, make sure it's just one or two coaches in your life or somebody say, hey, what do you think about me asking this girl out? I think that would be smart. Can Wisdom I, is in a multitude of counselors. Boom, we talked about it last week. Can I add in? I would say, guys, uh, have a plan or be prepared to have a plan. Sometimes we'll, we'll make that step and ask a girl out, and either right there, maybe she doesn't know anything, but then we'll go on the date, and we're like, well, what do you want to do? And a girl just wants yes. to know you have thought about it before. Good. Is the, girls are like <laughs> nodding at me, yes, please, God. And uh, the other thing is I would be clear with your intentions because what I did a lot of times was like, hey, you want to hang out? And they're like, yeah, and they don't know if it's a date. They don't know if I'm, we're just friends. So I literally looked at Bethany, and I said, Bethany, I want to take you on a date and pay for the food in Jesus' name. And she had no <laughs> question if we're going on a date because I said, I want to, I'm interested in you. I want to take you on a date. That's really good. Guys, it's not being mean. Just sometimes we do that, and then we're like, yes, I asked her. And then she like, goes to her friend. She's like, Amir said he wants to hang out. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know if four people are coming or is it just him. So... That's great. Just don't take her to McDonald's, you know? I mean, just... Ba-ba-bum-bum-bum. <laughs> You're not get a second date. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah. Woo! That was from the spirit. Okay, okay. sorry. Uh, this is a great next question. Chris, should dating people listen to advice from single people? So I'm like, I'm, I've been in three dates, and my friend Bob is single, but he has a wealth of wisdom. Should I listen to him? It depends on who Bob is. Bob the builder. Like, okay, if Bob has been through... <laughs> I love how it's just Bob... <laughs> This is great. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think if, I think here's the thing about listening to people. Uh, you know, I listen to everybody. You could come up to me right now and coach me about my marriage and coach me about parenting. It doesn't mean I'm going to listen to everything you say and, or act on everything you say, but have an open heart and then let the Holy Spirit tell you if, if that person said something that you need to take heed of. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does that make sense, everybody? You know, it's like, so yeah, it, just because somebody's single doesn't mean you like cut them off from any dating relationship advice because they may have gone through something extremely difficult and they can coach you on, you know, like, hey, I've been through this, so let me talk to you about it. Caveat, they could be jaded, you know, and that's where you need to allow the Holy Spirit to let you know, this person is jaded, do not listen. But don't go to them and say, like, hey, Sally, um, I totally know you're jaded and you're trying to rain on my parade, so I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> but you know what, I mean? what would you say about? <laughs> yeah. So what, what you do is you listen to them, thank them for the advice, and then, you know, boom, next. Boom. Great, 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 great. Yeah, and I think sometimes, like we talked about last, some people who are older than you, that doesn't always mean knowledge, but I, I was 27, 28 when I started dating. I think I had a lot to give to guys because I failed a lot. But if I was single, my friends are like, not you. I'd be like, this is, this is very sad. So, uh, Chris, what advice would you give towards physical boundaries? I think this is kind of practical. We're talking in dating. Um, yeah, okay. So, I'm pretty, I'm, I got to be honest with you. And this is, so Kat and I, sometimes we start to kiss, you know, and. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I'm getting embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and so, like, and then I'm like, wow, you're so sexy because you're German. You know what I mean? And she's like, you're a man. <laughs> yours, yours, I can tell you're, you're working out for me, a chiseled abs, you know, and all this. None of that usually happens. But, but when, let me just tell you, there, there's been, like, one or two times in our married relationship that we've begun to make out, and then something has occurred that, and it's, and it's been like since we've had a baby, or Maya will begin to cry, and then the, uh, the action has ceased to exist. And uh, it's the worst day of my life. Um, 
I have to go run like five miles or do push-ups and stuff. And so my point is in this ridiculous rambling story is your boundary should be if you're kissing a girl, well, you got to get up and leave because <laughs> you know you're not supposed to be having sex with her before you're married. So all you're doing by making out is setting yourself up for a major frustration. And so my boundary is, I've, I, I never had, the, I, I always, I went back and forth on all this, but my boundary is you should not be making out with, with, with each other. That's the boundary. I'm, if you're saying goodnight to your girl and you're giving her a hug and kissing her goodnight, I mean, come on, that's great. But if, if you have to lay down to take part in a physical activity, boundary broken. I mean, it's, and there's a lot of times people try to bend these rules. No, don't do it. You know, just, we do, I'm got to go quick. This is, but Please. I had a guy one time, <laughs> he was sorry, it's so funny. He's like, man, we're, we're not, we don't make out, you know, but we neck. I'm like. I said, what, I said, what are you talking I'm about? I'm dizzy. <laughs> Listen, I'm not kidding you. What he's doing, I said, what do you mean? And I was like, we kind of lay on each other and just rub our necks around. <laughs> I'm like, bro. Love it ain't easy. <laughs> yeah, love it. I said, so, number one. I said, number one, so bro, bad. that's weird. I was just honest. I said, that's weird. And number two, I said, man, what are you trying to do? Anyway, so, what, and can I, can I, I know I'm being really ridiculous. Can I just, if everybody could look up at me for just a second. I know this is difficult, man. The whole world is telling, is telling you that I'm the biggest idiot in the world when I say this. That's, that's what every TV show and every whatever, every person that doesn't go to church, they're, they're thinking, don't listen to that idiot. You got to test drive it before you buy it. You know, all this kind of junk that people say. Look at me. You're saving yourself from heartache and hurt. Because if you break up, it's just going to be difficult. If you, the, the closer you are physically, the harder it is. And let me just tell you, I didn't do a lot of these things. I was a teenager. I went to Europe, and my, my, we were trying to keep it pure. And my future mother-in-law, for Christmas, gave me a, a, a box of lingerie and said, have fun tonight. That's what I got for me for Christmas to get, like, she was pushing us to go have sex because that's the way that they think over there. It's just like, what are you doing? Her mom was getting on to her all the time. You haven't had sex with him yet? That's crazy. You're going to marry him without having sex with him? That's the worst thing ever. Let me just tell you, my 19-year-old self, I could not bear the weight of burden, okay? Like, I, I, I gave in. I was like, fine, mother-in-law. Oh, this sucks. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I guess I'll put if the laundry in. Merry Christmas. <laughs> anyway, so, but can story. I tell you, can I just be, I know I'm, I'm taking a long time on this one, but on my wedding night, I remember going, man, I can't believe I didn't do this the right way. I wished I would have done it the right way. And I was so bummed that I, I didn't. And I'm just telling you, it's worth it. It's worth the wait. And, uh, and boundaries should be, I believe you can't do a lot of stuff physically because it's supposed to end somewhere that you cannot end it, and, and that's what I would say. Right, and I think, I know this is what y'all are thinking because I'm your pastor and I was in your shoes a year, two, five years. Okay, okay, Pastor Amir and Chris, don't kiss. This is, sounds like the worst ministry in the world. I would make a decision beforehand what your boundaries are, whatever you decide, um, and then, because it's something about when you're in the moment, it's like a train. Once a train starts going, you don't just push 
boop, on a tray. No, once you're into it, you're into it. Let's be real, guys. Whether it's kissing, whether it's snuggling, whether whatever it can be, you're not just going to stop and say, okay, Aggressive snuggling. The buzzer went off. Ding. Okay, breakfast is ready. I got to go. Breakfast? Hello. I woke up here. All right, what's going on here? Um, I would decide beforehand on what those are, and I would commit to them. I would talk about them. Guys, you're the leader. I would set these. But if you make a choice before, and I've failed a lot at this, a lot, a lot at this, and so I get it. But we don't want you to think, oh, we're just, because Chris is right. Like, there's countless girls that I dated or I was just being dumb, and they're not my wife right now, and I regret those. And I, we know this is hard, but it's just something that you're trying to save beforehand. So we get it that we're pastors, and you're saying, well, of course you say don't be physical. But I just think it's got a decision you got to make, and you can't put yourself in those situations. That's what it comes yeah. down to. Because when you put yourself in your situations, you're a human be- being that God wired to do certain things in certain situations. So you don't just have a kill switch. <laughs> I got him again. He's out for an hour. It's not a robot. You don't need nah, 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 I don't like you. No, okay. So when we're, you know, it's honest. Like when we're watching a movie and we're in bed and it's midnight and then we turn off the movie, there's not, there's only a few things that are going to happen. I'm not trying to say you can't have fun with your boyfriend or girlfriend. It's just wisdom. It's just, let's not put ourselves in this situation. Let's not always hang out, always one-on-one, always at home when no one's there. It's just the truth. These certain things are going to happen. It's Another thing, too, is if you can set boundaries in areas that aren't physical and, but, and follow them. Like, for instance, like, I know this is, you guys are going to think I'm being, like, super Christian or something. But if you can set, like, a curfew on yourself and follow it. And here's why. Because if you can follow that when the moments get difficult, it's like saying, I'm going to go run a marathon tomorrow. Well, no, you're not. You're going to die. <laughs> but if you go say, I'm going to run a mile and a half tomorrow, you can do it. So early in your relationship, if you'll set some boundaries that you consistently keep, it'll give you the strength and fortitude to keep the boundary when you're like, I just love you and I can't stand it. You need to run away. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's, that's important. So that's a hard thought. That's a great question. Hard okay, Chris, this is yes. the real question. Oh, gosh. But Chris, we're going to answer it quick because we think you, it says, promise, if my girlfriend is German, how long shall I wait till I say I love you? This is a... Say it now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let her go. Uh, if your girlfriend is German, let me just tell you my experience. I told Kat about, I was 16 years old, about 14 days into it. <laughs> and I said, listen, I love you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And she looked at me and said, thank you. <laughs> so uh, it's up to you, bro. Uh, I swung and missed big time. But uh, it worked out in the end. So good luck. I think, what I would say is I think the nationality doesn't change. But yeah, exactly. the rules. <laughs> I don't have a German rubric, but I'm pumped that you're dating someone from Germany. Seriously, it's awesome. Okay, this is a really good one, Chris. This is a, a female. I'm telling you, gender because last week they asked, and I didn't know, and it tripped oh, me good. up. You got me, guys. You guys won. Amir, zero. Okay, what is the best way to show a guy you're interested without taking the role of the pursuer? Ooh, girls. Because I've been <laughs> showing, <laughs> and he hasn't been saying anything. Walk up to him. Grab his, <laughs> himself. by, Just grab him right here by the shirt and pull him up to your face. Just swoosh your hair and like this, and go. So when are you gonna ask me out? <laughs> Next. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Ding. Uh, okay, we're out of time. And uh. well, I think to be to be completely honest with you, um, okay. There's two two ways I'm gonna answer this because there are some guys that aren't like me. I knew who I wanted. <laughs> And she had to like, she could, she literally was telling me at times, like, you need to back away, you know, or whatever. And I was just like, you will be mine, you know. And so uh, I just want to point out that I think you're worthy to be pursued. You're worthy to be running your life and going after what you're going after and have some guy see you and go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go get her. That's number one. But I understand that sometimes you see a guy and you're like, man, how do I, I just say, be friends with him, be around the same groups that he's in, be encouraging to him. 
If you're encouraging him, like, <laughs> like, hey, you were so good in that intramural game. He made a basket, you know, or whatever. Like, I just want you to know, oh, my gosh, it was, a, it was an elbow jumper, and it was so good. I mean, it swished. Nothing but net, you know what I mean? Like, he'll figure it out. <laughs> so just, just be, I, I just think just be encouraging to him. I mean, guys will f- figure that out. And it, listen, ladies, if you notice that you're being that encouraging, and he's not, like, reciprocating and coming after you, just stop encouraging him. <laughs> he gets it. You can back away and know. Uh, guys, we may pretend that we're, we're dumb, but <laughs> we know. We can sense if a girl is, is liking us, and, I mean, I think that's, that's what I would say to that. Yeah, and I think there's just a line, because I, I'm just thinking when I was in school, and I would go, go out, not me, but I would see girls, and it was like they overly put themselves around, and then, and then it would like the way they would. Because you're a like Persian the wonder, bro. Yeah. You're just Thank like you. a beautiful Persian man. Stop. This is I mean, weird. It, they would like. Not me, friends. Oh, my bad. Sorry. I lost anything I was going to say. Thank you. I'm sorry. I, I was trying to compliment you. It's not about me. I'm the bad. Okay. <laughs> are y'all feeling good? We okay? Do we need to stop? You feel good? Okay. These are good questions. I love the questions. Um, so this is a paragraph. Okay, Chris, paragraph, ready? I thought you said this is a parable. Yeah, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I was like, now I'm nervous. Okay, this is a really good question. Okay. So you're, I always want to like read this to the girls. So, you've been saying, so, okay. what's up? So, you, so say you've been in a relationship for a while, like a long time, and you don't think you're ready for marriage, but you're also more than just dating. That's a great point. What do we do? Do we go towards marriage to keep ourselves sexually pure, or do we stay in a relationship if we're not ready for marriage? Oh, my gosh. Okay. <sighs> Okay, so, man, that's like I want to, I want to, you, whoever wrote that question, come find me afterwards, and I want to try to answer you more in depth, because there's so many different avenues that I would like to go to. I'm serious. So, if you're, if you're brave enough to, <laughs> to come ask me and talk to me about it, that's number one. Number two, you know, every story's different. Um, I would say if you're not ready for marriage, then, you know, obviously, you don't need to rush into anything. You don't need to, you don't need to push that envelope, but also... I've noticed in relationships, I, when I had, the longer the relationships went, um, the more temptation there was, the more familiarity there was. So I do believe there is a danger when it's like year after year after year, you're just stuck in this perpetual dating world, and it's like we're, we're humans that are made to progress. We're always pushing to progress and to move forward. And so there's going to be that natural tension to progress physically, to progress emotionally, even if you don't progress in your commitment. So I'm, basically what I'm saying is proceed with caution. If, if you've been dating for two years but you're not ready to sign off on that, should you still be dating? I don't know. You, you, have, to, you have to really pray. That's why I'll come up and find me afterwards and we'll talk. I would say so much of it is where you're at in life. So I was just thinking Good. of two, uh, two of my best friends. Uh, they're actually our serve pastors, Josh and Man. They went to uh, another school, SAU, or down south. And anyways, they were just both in school. And so they just knew that they wanted to be graduated. And so they had dated for four years. But the moment they graduated, they, they went and got married. Or sometimes my best friend, he was out of school, but his, his future wife was still in school. And so he knew, and they were serious, but he wanted to wait. And he wasn't like, hey, in four months, I'm going to propose. No, he, he knew, but he just, the season wasn't right. And so, yeah, does that come what Chris is talking about? More challenge, sure. But some of it, I think it's the timing. If, or I had two friends here. They're both out of school, and they both knew. And after he had proposed, or when he was ready to propose, he proposed. He didn't, it didn't take too long, and they got married about four months after because they were both in young adulthood. Does that make sense? It's just, I think it's different where you're at and, and if, if you both w- of y'all are there. And if you want to be married, that's another big difference. If, if the, that's, I didn't understand that in the question. If you know 
know, like, that's the one for me, but we want to graduate. That's a totally different. Yeah, don't, you don't break up because you got two years left in college. Well, it's just too long. It's over. You know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, you, you want to fight for that and stay together, but it's that question, question mark. Should we be together? Should we not? That's what I was cautioning against. But let me just say one other quick thing. Because I was married through college. I, I was married in college, and we loved it. And I, I'm not trying to tell anybody, like, go get married now. But society puts a lot of prerequisites on us, like things the way that we're supposed to do things. You're supposed to go to college, then get through college, and then get married, and all this kind of stuff. And my one question is, why? <laughs> I, why is that the rule? And there might be some wisdom to it, but, man, I have, I've loved every second of my married life. And, uh, and I'm just telling you guys, like, don't be pressured by society. You know, what is God asking you to do? What are you feeling like you should do? Because, again, society tells you to go shack up with that person, have sex with them all the time, and live your life. So the Word of God is telling you to do something different. And so it, it may be that you're with the person that you love, and you're supposed to be with the rest of your life, and it's okay to get married in college. I mean, I'm just, I know it might, I might get crucified for saying that, but um, continue. Is that, yeah, does that help? And, and Chris said again, these are so case by case. Sometimes right. it's hard. Guys, will y'all give it up for Chris O? Come on. Thank you. I love you. This has been fun.